and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the show. That is at H-E-F-Pond. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, you'll get uh, new uh, English language news covering the Eintracht, in addition to uh, opinions, competition entries, and so much more. That's Facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pond. You can also just drop us a line, uh, as some people do from time to time, in our email. That is HeyEintrachtFrankfurt at Yahoo.com. So, never do this show alone. Joining me, uh, as Roman is in Germany, it should be said, is Nathan <laughs> in St. Louis. Hey, bud. Hey, man. Um, pretty. Good. We're on a win streak again, so <laughs> all happy times ahead. Happy days and, well, draws aside, happy days indeed if you're a, yeah. an Eagles fan. So how about we get right to it? We have a couple matches to mention, uh, a match to preview, and a draw to kind of go over. One will soar right through it, uh, pun intended, as we talk about this one. <laughs> so, Eintracht, Lazio, final match of the group stage. Group H, Eintracht, Frankfurt. Oh, <laughs> pulling it up. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and Lazio, null. Uh well, My brain's a little fried today, so okay. my apologies. <laughs> okay. No worries on that. So, eh... Uh, Kind of more scoring just happening all in the uh, sec- uh, second half in this one. But, hey, no worries on that. Uh, less said about the fans doing some shenanigans they might yeah. not, shouldn't have done. But anyways, fact of the matter was, Eintracht Frankfurt's fans made a lot of noise. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. We were not going to touch on the bad stuff. Uh, that's something that we... It's pretty were much touching. a home game. <laughs> yeah, you know? no kidding. Needless to say... <laughs> Uh, only 18,000 supposedly registered there, and I tracked had what ten, uh, eight to ten thousand. I mean, he did yeah. that, folks. Pretty impressive. Uh, shenanigans aside, uh, I tracked did what they needed to do, threw out a very strong lineup, and took care of the biz. Uh, yeah. we saw random players playing on the pitch in Fallette and Tawatha and Rono. Uh, sorry, bud. You kind of are relegated to that side. Mula um, <laughs> was also in there. Stendera made his appearance. I mean, I thought that Beirutha probably would have been in defense, but hey, you know, nope, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Though I was worried when Hasebi went off early, but fact remains yeah. that if VAR was involved in this game, I think it would have been a 1 1 draw. Uh, yeah. I'm not stupid, I'm not blind. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't have happened, but hey, uh, guess what? Uh, we're taking it, <laughs> <laughs> taking it totally which, to which, the Which, uh, which goal are you, are you thinking was, uh, it was at Hal Ayers who was, uh, offsides? Yeah. 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 Actually, I was kind of going a little bit further back and Nikolai Mula, I thought it, his, uh, arm, so... As a referee, if your arm's oh, not tucked yeah, in, that and one. if it is a little bit out, it wasn't like as it was a chicken arm. And look, I've gotten yeah. yelled at by coaches, but I have said, look, if your arm is 100% parallel with your body, I will never call that in a yes. million years. And some coaches still look, like, but he ha- handled that with his arm. It's like, 
was it fully in connection with his body? Kind of like as though yeah. it was part of like the you know like as though it was part in the extension of his chest. And you know, and one coach has ever bothered to answer me, and he said, "Well, yeah." And I'm like, "There you go." Done. <laughs> yeah, and you're I never kind of moved on from there. He you're not going to get any arguments of, from me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of to me felt like a. Uh, handball, but hey, you know, yeah. we took advantage of it. Kasinovich's goal was a thing of beauty. Yeah. Oh, oh my and God. as for Rono uh, conceding the goal to Korea, I had no problem with that. Yeah. Fact of the matter was, uh, the attacking line uh, for Lazio gave Eintracht some fits, mostly because, you know, that yeah. was the kind of defense that really was throwing on some guys who are not used to playing. Plane and uh, Tawatha mm-hmm. wasn't really all that great, but the fact of the matter is, Eintracht Frankfurt comes away with a win, gets some extra bonus money for uh, the win. You know, winning all six matches is another, uh, I guess, eighteen points bonus. Hey, we'll take all the money we can get because yeah. we got a doozy of a draw. But Nathan, <laughs> what were your thoughts on Eintracht Frankfurt's victory in Rome? Um, it was a weird game. Um, I, I, I'm saddened by the fact that all, uh, was it every one of our away matches was basically us playing to some, like, uh, what felt like a high school crowd. <laughs> um, uh, I don't like that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think we, uh, all three of us expected both sides to field B squads and for the most part we did that, um, it's, it's Gotta nice. rotate the squad. Look, yeah, job's done. We had yeah. won the group. There was nothing like hampering us doing anything. You have three Bundesliga games in rapid succession, as we have an English Volker. Yeah, I mean, we got to manage our resources. Yeah, exactly. And it it was it was nice. So it was nice to see uh, like Muller and um, um, you know uh, get or actually play and and get a start. Um, it was weird to see Willems in that in that midfield role. Um, he's doing all right, he's but yeah, he's right. doing okay. Yeah, and so I mean, I didn't expect you know a highlight reel or anything, but we got one, and uh, <laughs> you know we got through. <laughs> like you said, Indeed. it uh, probably should have been a draw, but we'll take the win and uh, take the extra cash and and move on to the next move on to the knockout phase. Indeed, indeed kind of moving things along as we're kind of going through it. So, Eintracht Frankfurt taking on uh, what well, I mean, we'll be talking about Eintracht Frankfurt taking on Mites in just a second, but Eintracht Frankfurt 2, Bayer Leverkusen 1, another Ooh. 2-1 win. Yeah. It's finally coming at home. Uh it's been a second since we've won at home as we uh got defeated by Wolfsburg. Uh that I still have not really fully gotten over that, but you know, yeah, I don't think uh, any of us will. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of games coming on so thick and fast, but unlike against Lazio, Eintracht Frankfurt really, from beginning to end, dominated the match. There yeah. were some bright spots seen by Leverkusen, which were a little bit testy. Um, I thought that uh, Leon Bailey was an interesting cat uh, in terms of getting yeah. he got himself an assist in the goal. Yeah, that was uh, quite an assist. <laughs> 
Yeah. But goals coming from the guys playing on the wings, uh, Philip Kostic and Danny Da Costa. Not gonna lie, Da Costa is gonna need a break, and it's a good thing that the winter pause is coming up because that boy has not missed basically a single minute. Yeah, he's of the any workhorse for the Eintracht this season. And one would have to think that if he continues to progress, why not deserve a call up to the Germany national team side? You know, because <laughs> hey, they're having to do a lot of changeover, like everybody else is. Yeah, I really think that maybe he has earned himself uh, at least a look see. And it's been a while since we've had an Eintracht Frankfurt player uh, being brought into the full German national team. That's not uh, Kevin Trapp. Yeah, I mean. It, it, I mean, at this point, they're they're just trying to to see what talents they're in their system to bring up. So why not give them a, a friendly here or there or something? You know. What did you make of the center back uh, at, uh, three? So Indica, Fallet, Salcedo, Fallet. Woo! I was worried after the Lazio game. I was like, mm, yeah, not exactly the best of matches, but he really stood out to me. Uh, orchestrating the defense, working well with Kevin Trapp, and it made me kind of think that, hey, Follett has kind of been almost a forgotten defender that we've had. Salcedo, yeah. I mean, he was injured, but Follett was just never getting on the pitch whatsoever. Guess what? Uh, Hasebe was not in the match. Uh, Ross was on the bench. Mm-hmm. And uh, congratulations to both those players, by the by, uh, for their con- one-year contract yeah. extensions. Woo-hoo. Both well-deserved. Uh, for that, but I really liked how Fallet kind of kept things going in the back, and it kind of made me think that, you know, I thought he might be on his way out, but I might think Eintracht may keep hold of him for not just continuity's sake, but look, depth is what it is if we want to continue to progress, not just within the Bundesliga, but also playing in Europe. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, um, I, I think he did a pretty fi- a decent job. It, it's often it's often difficult to to rank the players that are you know just off the starting uh, you know eleven um, you know, like those like Muller you know Follett uh, those guys don't, probably don't get as much of a chance as they should. So it's good to see him take a, take a direct sort of uh, role and and kind of steer things along. Um, I thought he did a good job. I also liked the play of Salcedo. I think he is, he, you know, he's, I think he's back a hundred percent, you know, he's, he's right where he was when he got injured. So it's good to see him back. Um, just really worried about all those yellow cards we got. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was quite a lot. Uh, yeah. in case anyone's keeping track at home, that was six in our match versus life of Christian. Granted, like what? Three or four came in. Well, uh, the yeah, last this. couple moments of the match. I mean, uh, uh, is, is is maybe you can as your uh, you're the resident uh, uh, you know official here. <laughs> um, does uh, that uh, uh, Doctor Felix is it Breich? Um, <laughs> is that his name? Yeah. Um, so is, his is doctor he, is, is not in uh, refereeing skills. Otherwise, you would think that he would be a little bit better than he is. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, does he, I, do, am I like sensing a pattern? I feel like he dishes out those yellow cards every time. 
every time we get him, but um, um, maybe that's yeah. just... Look, it does feel like that every single blasted time that he is refereeing at the Bundesliga level. Now, he's getting plenty of matches so far this season. I did mm-hmm. bother to kind of look up what he has done. He participated in the World Cup. He participated mm-hmm. in the Nations League. He's participated in the Europa League. This is as a center referee, not an assistant referee on the side. Any of these competitions, you know, multiple matches in the Champions League, has Vital Bundesliga, has got a pair of those. Quite a few appearances within the Bundesliga as well. I mean, yeah. both us and uh, Bayer Leverkusen, uh, Hanover, and Leipzig were the teams that he has uh, officiated more than once. And by leaps and bounds, we have the most amount of cards averaged per a match. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, with seven <laughs> and two. Yeah. Just saying, seven and two. Ugh. <laughs> Let's don't have him yeah, I get the feeling he doesn't like it. <laughs> you think? I mean, yeah. <laughs> at, at the very, at the, I will say this much, at the very least, he did not just start doling out uh, penalties like it was, you know, giving out Halloween candy. I mean, yeah. so far this season, and yes, it sounds crazy to think this, but he, but actually, uh, earlier this season, actually, it was in the Champions League, he doled out uh, six yellow cards, one red card, and three penalties in one Holy match. So cow. the boy is not scared of just being like, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> Bye. This, I'll show you a card for this, I'll show you a card for that. People beware. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad we we got him. I'm uh, glad it's through. done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh golly. But getting into the way that Eintracht performed, um, nothing wrong in a two to one victory. I mm-hmm. think uh the Bell Robbie goal aside, Eintracht from beginning to end kind of owned the match, and, you know, forget about the minuses that are in this match. Eintracht had rotated, compared the, the teams that were on the pitch in the Europa League to the Bundesliga match. We're going to have more rotation in come the Mainz match, which is uh, all to the good, to, mm-hmm. and able to, hey, these guys are now shown in, against two very strong opponents that we can rotate and keep a winning formula going forward, which is great considering the fact that we have Mainz, a uh, local, uh, feisty little local match, and <laughs> we have the final match, uh, the Bundesliga for the Hinrunde at home to Bayern Munich, who are, as much as we like to make fun of them, uh, they're not mugs. So, uncomfortable <laughs> where we're at. Nathan, any closing remarks? Ooh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely comfortable where we're at it. Like you said, I wish we would have won that Wolfsburg game. Or <laughs> that would make <laughs> me feel a little more comfortable looking at that table. It's starting to uh, starting to to kind of stretch. You know, we're mm-hmm. in this top this top five teams that have you know getting a significant point difference between the ones below them. So um, we're gonna need every point we can get. Um, as for the the game, um, I, I mean, I think Trap had one of his better games for us. Um, and considering how many people got yellow cards, and God, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. And, and, and the only other thing I'll say is, I th- Rabich continues to like vex me. I don't know exactly how he's fitting a- anymore, except for being that you know third weapon that 
stretches the defense apart. But I think it's a loose cannon that yeah. can that scares uh, teams at times. I can think of a couple kind. Of, look, when you have someone who is vexing, uh, one of the greatest players who kind of fits that mold in my mind is actually not from the Bundesliga, but actually from Serie A. It was uh, Antonio Cassano. The dude would, you know, be taunting other players, you know, <laughs> saying dirty things about their mothers and their si- and how he was going to take their sisters home. All sorts of absolutely stuff that would run most people up a wall. And then he'd take advantage of them losing their cool for just a moment. And he would come out with some just brilliant, brilliant goals. But then again, he was also prone to some boneheaded stuff himself. And I think Rabich, in a way, kind of fills a role for the Eintracht. And I'm okay with it. At the end of the day, I'm okay with that because yeah. that's some, that's a little X factor that you just can't predict what can happen. He could be, you know, yeah, that's a good way to put match, it. And, you know, then boom, just his moment comes. He takes advantage of it. And. <sighs> He's a little bit of an energizer bunny as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good way to put it. So that's going to wrap up for segment one. We'll be back in just a moment. But before we get to segment two, notes about uh, our Europa League draw and predictions for our match with Mainz, it's time for a hashtag, what are we drinking? <laughs> Nathan, what has the festive year brought to you uh, for what what drinking habits have you found this festive season? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I had the day off today, and I I um, found myself at Urban Chestnut, um, and I so I had some fest beer there. Um, they have uh, it still left? Wow! Oh yeah, they they they're I think they call it Okatzelschwof. Um, if someone wants to let me know what that means, you can get back to me. But <laughs> 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 um, uh. It's their Meritzen Oktoberfest. Um, it's um, it, they they typically make enough to it runs to 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 May. So you know you'll be drinking your the end of their Meritzen as they go into uh, my box season, which is pretty nice for me. So um, yeah, I had that at a Schwartz beer and um, uh, what they they call a Mexican lager, but it's pretty like. It's a pretty good beer for for something that sounds so cheap, in my opinion. But um, yeah, so Next I didn't drink beer. anything huh. during the podcast tonight because um, <laughs> try to I'm trying to get back into work, you know, tomorrow. So, <laughs> what are you drinking? That, having a Mexican beer because you're celebrating the end of the Liga MX season. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah. If anyone um, did watch that, uh, one of the th- one, uh, and if you ever have a chance to watch uh, Liga MX or go down uh, to Mexico to watch any of those matches, some of the passion there is right in yeah, it. It's incredible. And Cruz Azul versus America, uh, while Azul once again botches it at the last <laughs> moment. Not lost on me. One of the more <laughs> special matches in the world you will not find in this Mexico City derby. Yeah. But. That being said, it's time for hashtag, hashtag what are we drinking? And my turn, uh, Casey Beer Company has put out a special edition beer, limited release, and it is the Dunkelbach. 
Um, I had never had uh, this style ever before. So to explain it, it's kind of like a dark version of the Doppelback lager that they produce. And it's got, yeah. like, if you take a sip, you get, start feeling all sorts of sensations. No, not because uh, any intoxication or anything like that, <laughs> but uh, the taste buds are tingling with all sorts of stuff going on. For anyone who really wants to uh, find out, uh, reach out to uh, KC Beer Company and perhaps they will send you one of the final packs that are left. It goes from tangy to a bit uh, bite and, and a kind of enjoyable finish that makes you think Wow, I need more. And then, of course, <laughs> your beer is empty and you need more. So, more beer is always best. So, that's true. Eintracht Frankfurt Mites and Eintracht Frankfurt in the Europa League is what we'll talk about in the second one, too. Stay with. And we are back, segment two. Only two segments uh, today. Uh, Roman still in Germany. We're going to have some inf- uh, fun stuff coming from him as he is back in Germany. Uh, but in the meantime, the big news of the day, as we record this on Monday the 17th, is Eintracht Frankfurt finding out who they will be playing in the Europa League knockout phase. We uh, win as group winners, basically one of the highest seeds you could possibly get, and yet... We got one of the teams we did definitely did not want to possibly get, especially on our side of the bracket. So, Eintracht Frankfurt and <laughs> Shakhtar Donetsk. <laughs> yeah. hell. Yeah. I only, if anyone follows me on Twitter, that is at KCSGE, I mentioned some of the teams that we would definitely not want to face, and there were about four. So I thought, you know, mm-hmm. one of four chances that we'll really have a tough group, tough matchup. And of course, our grouping is the group, most difficult grouping that we could possibly have asked for. And I would say, honestly, within the Europe League, possibly the most for a neutral standpoint, the most interesting that you could possibly ask for. So, Eintracht Frankfurt versus the reigning champions of Ukraine and Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, if anyone does yeah. not know anything about them, uh, erstwhile, typically they are the champions or finish in second place in the Ukrainian League, which uh, sends two teams into the Champions League. They are very mm-hmm. good at and making it through the knockout phases. Last year, they lost out to Roma, one of the semifinalists. And uh, if not for chance of fate during one of the amazing saves, they would have gone through and faced Barcelona in the quarterfinals. And mm. now this team in a group that had Hoffenheim, Hoffenheim did not uh, even get third place in this one. Wow. Uh, Lyon and uh, Manchester City were the other teams involved uh, who made it into the knockout phase of the Champions League. Checked on Nunez. Uh, this is a tough old tough old beast that we're facing. Last time we faced yeah. them was in the 1980-1981 UEFA Cup first round. We defeated them then when they were a part of what was then known as the uh, USSR. And, uh... Ugh. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, we had to get uh, a tough drop, but you know what? The shot, I will put this down. The sh- the silver lining I can say is, though we're still on the winter break at the time that the matches happen in middle and late February on the February fourteenth for uh, what is that? The yeah, February fourteenth, which is to be in Ukraine at a site to be chosen because yeah. uh, Donetsk, due to certain. Um, political rumblings between uh, Ukraine and Russia. I'm not even going to try and get into that. Uh, <laughs> they did not play at home. They're a tactical yeah. home. And uh, yeah, we'll face them at the VOD Stadion on the 21st. But uh, Nathan, Crazy. your thoughts? Well, first of all, I mean, I just, I, I'm a noob when it comes to uh, these, uh, the Europa League as you know, Champions League and Europa League. Um, so I, I don't really understand, I don't quite understand how the draws work so like and i know it's all percentages and you know probability based but i thought for some reason that that those groups were gonna i don't know the 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 seed the seeds are weighted in i guess in a way that still allows someone who who steamrolled through the the group stages to meet one of these teams it just doesn't make sense to me but you know that's that's just how it is it'll we'll we'll just have to move on from there Mm um um but yeah, I mean, the the thing I think of when I see where they are versus where we are, um, it's a it's a long ass travel. So um, yeah, they've got like, a lot of money. Now, the with the you know conflict in eastern Ukraine has thrown them for a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. They had a they had a stadium that was seen in the uh, twenty twelve uh, European Championships. I think that was one of the sites of one of the semifinals. Uh, their stadium, they hmm. constantly are making you know deep runs, and they got plenty of money. Some of the former players that came through before he went to Bayfall Bay and then into England, uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan, I mean uh, Tario Suna, I mean these. Uh, there's a lot of Brazil. Uh, let's see, uh, where are some of the Brazil? Uh, Alex Teixeira, Marlos. Uh, there's a couple of the Brazilians who recently come through there. Uh, I mean, so they, I mean, they get they get some pretty good talent then. Yeah, I mean, they, they, as a Champions League team, they are, are want to do that. I mean, people are going to be attracted to Brazilians. those teams. They, I mean, they're well known for basically just recruiting good Brazilians, and Brazil in Brazil, they know it's like, hey, you. It's like, look, you want to go to the big league, but you're not just there just yet. Guess what? You come to us, you will play at a very top level. You will consistently play at the top level. You will be on a team that will win and win a lot. And, I mean, let's see. Players who left them in the last season, I mean, they spent something close to like uh, 16 million euros. Hello, my dear. As my puppy kind of joins me on the couch. <laughs> and you know how they financed all of that? They spent, they earned 59 million euros off of the sale of one player. And that was his past off season. You know. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. These guys no. are good at what they do. They have a lot. They have, you know, decent level of turnover. They always seem to... It's not every year that they have one of these gargantuan sales, but this is a bloody good team that we're facing. So we're going to have to have our A game. 
I am yeah. okay with the. I have come to the conclusion that hey, sometimes you just get bitten right in the ass uh, with <laughs> bad luck, and we took one right smack dab in the nether regions. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to put it. I mean, come on. Look, the way the the Europa League knockout phase is supposed to work. So you have uh, your third place teams from the Champions League who get fed into that because, you know, hey, it's a little bonus to make sure that, hey, you didn't totally suck eggs and get fourth in your group, but you weren't good enough to make it to the knockout phase. Well, here's a tiny little carrot that can help you out just a tiny little bit. And, you know, the teams we could have faced uh, that came from the Champions League were Victoria Poulsen of the Czech Republic, Kroboga from uh, Belgium. I think you – did you go to Czech uh, Victoria Poulsen out or was that someone else? No, yeah, I did. I I swept through the stadium in their their store. Uh, They wouldn't let me in this – they wouldn't let me on the pitch or near the pitch, but (laughs) (laughs) I had a few – had a few Pilsner Kells because it's right next to their brewer, to their main brewery there. And we could have had, I guess we could have had Galatasaray from Istanbul. Uh, and those are the bottom four of the eight teams that came through the Champions League. The others, uh, Napoli, Valencia, Inter Milan, and Benfica, had a little bit mm-hmm. more points earned uh, despite finishing in third. So uh, we could have had Zurich, Celtic, Spa, uh, Slavia Prague, Fenerbahce, Sport, uh, Sporting, Olympiacos. Uh, we could have had Robert Vienna. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we couldn't have Lazio. Uh, and we could have had Malmo, Krasnodar, uh, Rins, and Bate Borisov. If anyone follows some of the Champions League, Europe League, of, over the years, a lot of these teams have recognizable names. Yeah. But fuck it. <laughs> There's your explanation right there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God, that's exactly what I said when I saw it. To the point that my dog then looked up at me and kind of like, Dad, language. What? <laughs> but, ah, well. When it comes yeah. down to it, we are very lucky in the fact that they, like I said, are going to be still in their winter break. And we will be yes. the first competitive match. And, hey, if we beat them, guess what? They won't play again until March. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> that all being said and done, other news that has happened. So Marco Ross, Makoto Asebe, look, these guys have been great uh, parts of the Eintracht team. Some better than others. Uh, Marco, mm-hmm. he's just aren't He's aging. And the thing is, it's I think it's a little bit trying to keep some continuity and trying to keep that German coefficient up. Yeah. I mean, but it's like, what? You're going to... They already realized that they kind of screwed the pooch with uh, keeping Alex Meyer around, and they don't want to do that again with an- yet another Eintracht legend. Granted, yeah. okay, at different levels of legend, but... <laughs> yeah, we they definitely screwed that one up. And as, as I was watching Nuri Sahin back at, uh, in Dortmund, uh, <laughs> um, I was like, man... What what are we doing with Alex Meyer? <laughs> like we promised him, you know, more than once something. But anyways, I'll move on from there. Uh, Roos, yeah, I mean, he deserves it. He's he's the veteran, you know, German presence on this team, and um, he's playing, you know, well enough to to stay with the club. He, he keeps our keeps our depth there and everything. So you know, he, he you know, captains he, every once in a while. So. 
definitely a person that I would like to keep on the team. But uh, the one first and foremost that I'm glad that we signed was Hasebe. I, I remember last year around this time, there was a lot of talk from him. And he kept saying, no, no one's talking to me from the team about signing me. You know, I'd like to stay here. I'd like to keep playing for this team. And I think they ended up signing him in like March or something. I can't remember exactly, but it was Pretty way late later in the season. They realized yeah. that, which is making me think, hey, they may go to Asia for a preseason tour, and who better yeah. to be an ambassador to the club that's on the pitch than Makoto Hasebe? Yeah. Hell done yeah. and done. Glad he's sticking around because yep. eh, I really don't know about Daichi Kamada. Best of luck to him uh, while he's still on his own spell, but uh, uh, Makoto yeah. Hasebe is a name, and he is just a player. Yeah. Agreed. The- Total different. So, and our final point to talk about it is Eintracht Frankfurt versus Mainz. Uh, Eintracht <laughs> Frankfurt is in a brilliant spot within the Bundesliga. Uh, presently, as we're looking at this, and Eintracht Frankfurt's going to be uh, taking them on on the 19th. And we're going to be on American television. Uh, we're currently in fifth, you know, and we have a three-point cushion between ourselves and Hoffenheim. So unless, I mean, it would take a miracle in addition to Eintracht getting th- thoroughly whacked <laughs> for someone to catch us in fifth at present. And look, we're keeping a lot of pace with the Champions League uh, moving teams. And the fact of the matter is that Eintracht can take care of Mainz because if anyone saw some of the highlights for Leipzig versus Mainz, Mainz got opened up by a team with a lot of attacking power. A lot of yeah. attacking power in Leipzig. And hey, look, they got they got a lot of tools. Guess what? Eintracht Frankfurt has a lot of bloody tools as well. And I think that Eintracht Frankfurt can totally pull this off against Mainz. I think so Mainz. too. And uh, what, what are you thinking? I mean, because this is a team that has... So, played some good defense, but when it comes to playing against the the big and the best teams in terms of attacking power, they do crumple like a house of cards. Yeah, and that's see that those sorts of uh, you know strategies are something that we're going to have to look for because I feel like uh, the the likes of like a Wolfsburg and um, is it who do we play right around Wolfsburg? My mind's. Uh, who who also beat us? Um, anyways, I mean, I th- feel like there's uh, yeah, it's Hertha Berlin. Um, um, yeah, another kinda yeah. stingy fucker. Yeah, well, I mean, the, it, you know, we've got to you know stay one you know one ahead of the Joneses and keep our keep our strat- strategies mix them up here and there. So like, we need to find out how that those teams are beating. Mainz and and take it to the nines and somehow um, find this ability to uh, open up their defense because they're going to be stalwarts. I mean, they're going to stack up mm-hmm. against us because um, they're not they're not going to go for <laughs> go for goal. They're going to go for a draw or whatever a low low scoring draw. And so. with them playing at home, they we can't underestimate them because they're a feisty. There are some feisty fuckers there. I'm yeah. really dropping the f bones today, aren't I? <laughs> a tiny bit but in case anyone's wondering it's like oh well Bayern you know they'll have an easy ride of it when they face us nope remember they're uh in case anyone did yeah. not know they're facing against Leipzig so uh we're yeah. Leipzig's basically 
plant all the opponents and we can just use them as a blueprint. So we got a blueprint on how to beat mites. Thank you, mm-hmm. Leipzig, for that. Though we want to <laughs> kind of jump in the standing, so it's kind of a weird position to be in. I guess we can just uh, jump Bayern, you know, to get right back into the Champions League spots when that comes around. Yes, but please. That's an entire different discussion that we can have after Mainz, but time for predictions. Nathan, what are, you, what are you throwing out there for Eintracht versus Mainz? Hmm. Like you said, I think they we're probably going to roll some of the B squad in this one just a little bit, but this game's important. It's not uh, these, these Bundesliga games, we shouldn't be taking these for granted. So I, I'm guessing we're not going to roll too much of a B squad this time. So I, I'm going to say the, the triumvirate up in front, <laughs> um, the, the Buffalo are going to run and we're going to, it'll probably be 3-1. I'll, I'll go 3-1. <laughs> I think that Jovic is going to get the start. I think that Alaire will be on the uh, bench. I think that he'll be starting up there with Rebic. And I think that Eintracht will get a 2-1 to one win. And it's going to be in the same way that we got a win against Leverkusen. We're going to knock out some goals uh, in the first and second half. And then Mainz will ping one back on us. You can watch this match, of course, in the United States of America on Fox Sports 2. We kind of got trumped by Bayern versus Leipzig on FS1. So, eh, Mm. screw it. We'll we'll give everybody some fireworks and then they'll be like, (laughs) why did we watch that one? Bayern was a crap. And it wasn't even competitive. (laughs) Well, you know what? Ow. Give me. No need, no need to bite. It's like, oh, you want you want Eintracht to win by bigger? Well, you know what? I'm leaving that prediction as is because Mainz is a trick. Mainz is a tricky team to play, and we always seem to have difficulties when it comes. It does yeah. come time to visit Mainz, so that is my prediction there. So, ways to get in contact with the show. You can contact us on email. That is heyeintrachtfrankfurt at yahoo.com. Tweet. The, Tweet the program that is going to be at H E F Pod. Uh, certain people who have joined the podcast uh, in terms of following, I'd like to throw out uh, Miles Akins, E A K I N S. Sorry, Miles, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure on 100 on how to pronounce your last name, but uh, uh, good Joe that has uh, Eintracht fan up in Minnesota. So hey, you are an Eintracht fan. You know, wear your gear. Introduce yourself to other people who yeah. are curious about the Bundesliga and grow this wonderful club of ours. As Miles is doing the the Lord's work in <laughs> the... Well, it's not Canada far north, but it is up there, boy. <laughs> cold, <laughs> cold country, say the least. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pond, where you get uh, news and information, new episode drops, and get in, uh, opportunities to enter into contests to win Eintracht Frankfurt gear. So, Nathan, yeah. where can we follow you in the social media landscape? You can find me on Twitter at N-A-J-A-K-W-A. That's David Pliskin. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. And you can follow me, Brian Sanders, at K-C-S-G-E. So, from us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, it's a... Tschüss. Tschüss.